Welcome to the Power Prayer Podcast. I am your host, Sherry T, and this is the best day of your life because God is in control. Our affirmation is we are excited, blessed, grateful, and most of all, we are believers for life. We hope these moments of prayer and Bible reading will empower you to have faith in God's word, believe in John 3.16, be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit, and inspire you to pray for your family, friends, and community. Let us pray. I will bless the Lord at all times, so praises continually come from my mouth. Father, we thank you for this day, for this is the day that you have given us. You touched our hearts, you restored our soul, renewed our mind, and commanded us to continue in the path of righteousness. Father, we give you all the honor, the praise, and the glory. As we declare your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. With a grateful heart, we give you all the honor, the praise, and the glory. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Keep us in the shadow of your presence as we declare and decree you reign forever. Father, we will bless your name because you sit on the throne. And we say hallelujah. Holy, holy is the Lamb of God who was worthy to be slain. Be blessing, be power and honor to his name. Father, we thank you. We ask that the meditation of our hearts and the words of our mouth be acceptable in your sight as you continue to touch and transform our hearts as we walk this day out knowing that all is well within our soul. Teach us your ways as we study your word. May the spirit of wisdom and revelation and counsel and might guide us into all truth and show us those things which shall come to pass. Father, we stand before you, fully clothed in your righteousness, standing for truth and walking in peace, sharing our faith and believing in our salvation. Father, we will speak the word of God because it is in us, and we have overcome the evil one by our testimony in the blood of the Lamb. So, Father, we thank you again for today. As we listen to the word, speak to our hearts transform us in a marvelous way. We give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Our scripture reading is Second Chronicles. Chapter 22 The people of Jerusalem made Ahaziah, Jehoram's youngest son, king in his place, since the raiders, who came with the Arabs into the camp, had killed all the older sons. So Ahaziah, son of Jehoram, king of Judah, began to reign. Ahaziah was 22 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem one year. His mother's name was Athaliah, a granddaughter of Omri. He too followed the ways of the house of Ahab, for his mother encouraged him to act wickedly. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, as the house of Ahab had done. For after his father's death, they became his advisors to his undoing. He also followed their counsel when he went with Joram, son of Ahab, king of Israel, to wage war against Hazael, king of Aram, at Ramoth-Gilead. The Arameans wounded Joram, so he returned to Jezreel to recover from the wounds they had inflicted on him at Ramoth in his battle with Hazael, king of Aram. Then Ahaziah, son of Jehoram, king of Judah, went down to Jezreel to see Joram, son of Ahab, because he had been wounded. Through Ahaziah's visit to Joram, God brought about Ahaziah's downfall. When Ahaziah arrived, he went out with Joram to meet Jehu, son of Nimshi, whom the Lord had anointed to destroy the house of Ahab. 
While Jehu was executing judgment on the house of Ahab, he found the officials of Judah and the sons of Ahaziah's relatives who had been attending Ahaziah, and he killed them. He then went in search of Ahaziah, and his men captured him while he was hiding in Samaria. He was brought to Jehu and put to death. They buried him, for they said, He was a son of Jehoshaphat, who sought the Lord with all his heart. So there was no one in the house of Ahaziah powerful enough to retain the kingdom. When Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she proceeded to destroy the whole royal family of the house of Judah. But Jehoshaphat, the daughter of King Jehoram, took Joash, son of Ahaziah, and stole him away from among the royal princes who were about to be murdered, and put him and his nurse in a bedroom. Because Jehoshaphat, the daughter of King Jehoram, and wife of the priest Jehoiada, was Ahaziah's sister, she hid the child from Athaliah, so she could not kill him. He remained hidden with them at the temple of God for six years, while Athaliah ruled the land. Chapter 23 In the seventh year, Jehoiada showed his strength. He made a covenant with the commanders of units of a hundred. Azariah, son of Jeroham, Ishmael, son of Jehohanan, Azariah, son of Obed, Maaseah, son of Adaiah, and Elishaphat, son of Zikri. They went throughout Judah and gathered the Levites and the heads of Israelite families from all the towns. When they came to Jerusalem, the whole assembly made a covenant with the king at the temple of God. Jehoiada said to them, The king's son shall reign, as the Lord promised concerning the descendants of David. Now this is what you are to do. A third of you priests and Levites who are going on duty on the Sabbath are to keep watch at the doors, a third of you at the royal palace, and a third at the foundation gate and all the others are to be in the courtyards of the temple of the Lord. No one is to enter the temple of the Lord except the priests and Levites on duty. They may enter because they are consecrated, but all the others are to observe the Lord's command not to enter. The Levites are to station themselves around the king, each with weapon in hand. Anyone who enters the temple is to be put to death. Stay close to the king wherever he goes. The Levites and all the men of Judah did just as Jehoiada the priest ordered. Each one took his men, those who were going on duty on the Sabbath and those who were going off duty, for Jehoiada the priest had not released any of the divisions. Then he gave the commanders of units of a hundred the spears and the large and small shields that had belonged to King David and that were in the temple of God. He stationed all the men, each with his weapon in his hand, around the king, near the altar and the temple, from the south side to the north side of the temple. Jehoiada and his sons brought out the king's son and put the crown on him. They presented him with a copy of the covenant and proclaimed him king. They anointed him and shouted, Long live the king! When Athaliah heard the noise of the people running and cheering the king, she went to them at the temple of the Lord. She looked, and there was the king standing by his pillar at the entrance. The officers and the trumpeters were beside the king, and all the people of the land were rejoicing and blowing trumpets and musicians with their instruments were leading the praises. Then Athaliah tore her robes and shouted, Treason! Treason! Jehoiada the priest sent out the commanders of units of a hundred who were in charge of the troops and said to them, Bring her out between the ranks and put to the sword anyone who follows her. For the priest had said, Do not put her to death at the temple of the Lord. So they seized her as she reached the entrance of the horse gate on the palace grounds, and there they put her to death. Jehoiada then made a covenant that he, the people, and the king would be the Lord's people. All the people went to the temple of Baal and tore it down. They smashed the altars and idols, and killed Matan, the priest of Baal, in front of the altars. 
Then Jehoiada placed the oversight of the temple of the Lord in the hands of the Levitical priests, to whom David had made assignments in the temple, to present the burnt offerings of the Lord as written in the law of Moses, with rejoicing and singing as David had ordered. He also stationed gatekeepers at the gates of the Lord's temple, so that no one who was in any way unclean might enter. He took with him the commanders of hundreds, the nobles, the rulers of the people, and all the people of the land, and brought the king down from the temple of the Lord. They went into the palace through the upper gate, and seated the king on the royal throne. All the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was calm, because Athaliah had been slain with a sword. Chapter 24 Joash was seven years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem forty years. His mother's name was Zibiah. She was from Beersheba. Joash did what was right in the eyes of the Lord all the years of Jehoiada the priest. Jehoiada chose two wives for him, and he had sons and daughters. Some time later, Joash decided to restore the temple of the Lord. He called together the priests and Levites and said to them, Go to the towns of Judah and collect the money due annually from all Israel to repair the temple of your God. Do it now. But the Levites did not act at once. Therefore the king summoned Jehoiada the chief priest and said to him, Why haven't you required the Levites to bring in from Judah and Jerusalem the tax imposed by Moses, the servant of the Lord, and by the assembly of Israel for the tent of the covenant law? Now the sons of that wicked woman Athaliah had broken into the temple of God, and had even used its sacred objects for the bales. At the king's command, a chest was made and placed outside, at the gate of the temple of the Lord. A proclamation was then issued in Judah and Jerusalem, that they should bring to the Lord the tax that Moses the servant of God had required of Israel in the wilderness. All the officials and all the people brought their contributions gladly, dropping them into the chest until it was full. Whenever the chest was brought in by the Levites to the king's officials, and they saw that there was a large amount of money, the royal secretary and the officer of the chief priest would come and empty the chest and carry it back to its place. They did this regularly and collected a great amount of money. The king and Jehoiada gave it to those who carried out the work required for the temple of the Lord. They hired masons and carpenters to restore the Lord's temple, and also workers in iron and bronze to repair the temple. The men in charge of the work were diligent, and the repairs progressed under them. They rebuilt the temple of God according to its original design and reinforced it. When they had finished, they brought the rest of the money to the king and Jehoiada, and with it were made articles for the Lord's temple, articles for the service and for the burnt offerings, and also dishes and other objects of gold and silver. As long as Jehoiada lived, burnt offerings were presented continually in the temple of the Lord. Now Jehoiada was old and full of years, and he died at the age of a hundred and thirty, he was buried with the kings in the city of David because of the good he had done in Israel for God and his temple. After the death of Jehoiada, the officials of Judah came and paid homage to the king, and he listened to them. They abandoned the temple of the Lord, the God of their ancestors, and worshipped Asherah poles and idols. Because of their guilt, God's anger came on Judah and Jerusalem. Although the Lord sent prophets to the people to bring them back to him, and though they testified against them, they would not listen. Then the Spirit of God came on Zechariah, son of Jehoiada the priest. He stood before the people and said, This is what God says. Why do you disobey the Lord's commands? You will not prosper. Because you have forsaken the Lord, he has forsaken you. But they plotted against him, and by order of the king they stoned him to death in the courtyard of the Lord's temple. King Joash did not remember the kindness Zechariah's father Jehoiada had shown him, but killed his son, 
who said as he lay dying, May the Lord see this and call you to account. At the turn of the year, the army of Aram marched against Joash. It invaded Judah and Jerusalem and killed all the leaders of the people. They sent all the plunder to their king in Damascus. Although the Aramean army had come with only a few men, the Lord delivered into their hands a much larger army. Because Judah had forsaken the Lord, the God of their ancestors, judgment was executed on Joash. When the Arameans withdrew, they left Joash severely wounded. His officials conspired against him for murdering the son of Jehoiada the priest, and they killed him in his bed. So he died and was buried in the city of David, but not in the tombs of the kings. Those who conspired against him were Zabad, son of Shimeath, an Ammonite woman, and Jehozabad, son of Shimrath, a Moabite woman. The account of his sons, the many prophecies about him, and the record of the restoration of the temple of God are written in the annotations on the book of the kings, and Amaziah his son succeeded him as king. Chapter 25 Amaziah was twenty-five years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem twenty-nine years. His mother's name was Jehoadan. She was from Jerusalem. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, but not wholeheartedly. After the kingdom was firmly in his control, he executed the officials who had murdered his father, the king. Yet he did not put their children to death, but acted in accordance with what is written in the law, in the book of Moses, where the Lord commanded, Parents shall not be put to death for their children, nor children be put to death for their parents. Each will die for their own sin. Amaziah called the people of Judah together and assigned them according to their families to commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds for all Judah and Benjamin. He then mustered those twenty years old or more and found that there were three hundred thousand men fit for military service, able to handle the spear and shield. He also hired a hundred thousand fighting men from Israel for a hundred talents of silver. But a man of God came to him and said, Your Majesty, these troops from Israel must not march with you. For the Lord is not with Israel, not with any of the people of Ephraim. Even if you go and fight courageously in battle, God will overthrow you before the enemy, for God has the power to help or to overthrow. Amaziah asked the man of God, But what about the hundred talents I paid for these Israelite troops? The man of God replied, The Lord can give you much more than that. So Amaziah dismissed the troops who had come to him from Ephraim and sent them home. They were furious with Judah and left for home in a great rage. Amaziah then marshaled his strength and led his army to the Valley of Salt, where he killed 10,000 men of Seir. The army of Judah also captured 10,000 men alive, took them to the top of a cliff, and threw them down so that all were dashed to pieces. Meanwhile, the troops that Amaziah had sent back and had not allowed to take part in the war raided towns belonging to Judah from Samaria to Beth Horon. They killed 3,000 people and carried off great quantities of plunder. When Amaziah returned from slaughtering the Edomites, he brought back the gods of the people of Seir. He set them up as his own gods, bowed down to them, and burned sacrifices to them. The anger of the Lord burned against Amaziah, and he sent a prophet to him who said, Why do you consult this people's gods, which could not save their own people from your hand? While he was still speaking, the king said to him, Have we appointed you an advisor to the king? Stop! Why be struck down? So the prophet stopped, but said, I know that God has determined to destroy you, because you have done this, 
and have not listened to my counsel. After Amaziah, king of Judah, consulted his advisors, he sent this challenge to Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, the son of Jehu, king of Israel. Come, let us face each other in battle. But Jehoash, king of Israel, replied to Amaziah, king of Judah. A thistle in Lebanon sent a message to a cedar in Lebanon. Give your daughter to my son in marriage. Then a wild beast in Lebanon came along and trampled the thistle underfoot. You say to yourself that you have defeated Edom, and now you are arrogant and proud. But stay at home. Why ask for trouble and cause your own downfall, and that of Judah also? Amaziah, however, would not listen, for God so worked that he might deliver them into the hands of Jehoash, because they sought the gods of Edom. So Jehoash, king of Israel, attacked. He and Amaziah, king of Judah, faced each other at Beth Shemesh in Judah. Judah was routed by Israel, and every man fled to his home. Jehoash, king of Israel, captured Amaziah, king of Judah, the son of Joash, the son of Ahaziah, at Beth Shemesh. Then Jehoash brought him to Jerusalem and broke down the wall of Jerusalem from the Ephraim gate to the corner gate, a section about 400 cubits long. He took all the gold and silver and all the articles found in the temple of God that had been in the care of Obed-Edom, together with the palace treasures and the hostages, and returned to Samaria. Amaziah, son of Joash, king of Judah, lived for 15 years after the death of Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, king of Israel. As for the other events of Amaziah's reign, from beginning to end, are they not written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel? From the time that Amaziah turned away from following the Lord, they conspired against him in Jerusalem, and he fled to Lachish. But they sent men after him to Lachish and killed him there. He was brought back by horse and was buried with his ancestors in the city of Judah. This concludes our scripture reading for today. May God bless the reading and the hearing of his word. Let me close our scripture reading with a prayer. Father, we thank you because your word is settled in heaven and in earth. There is none like you. We thank you for our salvation. We thank you for our healing. We thank you for our protection. We thank you for our provision. We thank you for all that you have done, will do, and will continue to do in our lives. Not only in our lives, but in the lives of our children's children. Those who are yet to be born, but when they're born, they will praise you. Father, I thank you because each and every one of us are fearfully and wonderfully made. Father, I thank you. I bless your name. How great is your love toward us. We shall give thanks to our King, our Savior, our Ruler, our Father. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Thank you that our steps are ordered of you. Thank you for in you we live and move and have our being. Thank you that you are our refuge and our fortress, our God in whom we shall trust. 
thank you. That you put our sins as far east as it is west. And we have been forgiven. Continue to create in us a clean heart. And let us drink from the living water and eat from the bread of life. Father, as we go through the rest of our day, may your divine presence speak to us as we fellowship with you in the cool of the day. Blessed are you, O Lord, creator of the universe and fruit of the vine. In the most precious and the most powerful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and risen Savior, amen. Come on, you are God in earth. You are also God over that which is under the earth. We say you are God. You are God over the river. Hallelujah. You are God over the fire. You are God over the flood. God over the mountain. God over the storm. God over the disaster. God over anything that wants to come against us. Father, thank you that you have not abdicated your role as sovereign and that the forces of hell still have to bow to what you say and who you are. We lift our hands tonight and before we go any further in this moment, we thank you for your character. Hallelujah. Thank you that your reputation is intact. Thank you that your resume has no ruin on it. Hallelujah. We call you Elohim. Talk to him. We call you Elohim. We call you Jehovah. We call you El Shaddai. You are Adonai. You are El Gibor. You are El Roy. You are our provider, our healer, our sustainer. There is one God. There is one God. There is one God. And tonight, the desperate gather tonight, not for a show, but we want your presence more than anything else in the world. Your presence is our air. Come on. Your presence is our reason. Your presence is what upholds us. Without your presence, we lose our sanity. Without your presence, we don't even want to live. Without your presence, we don't know where to go. Without your presence, we don't know who to trust. So your people cry out tonight, spirit of liberation, come. Spirit of help, come. Spirit of hope, come, come. And set your people free. In the name of Jesus, we ask right now that every heart is open, that every ear is open, that every tongue is loose, that the powers of darkness contending, competing over the destinies of those in this room are under arrest, not because of a man, and not because of a move, but because of your throne being erected in the midst of us. Let justice, let power, let authority, let fire flow from your throne. From around the throne of God, there are lightnings, there are thunders, and there are voices. Let this be like the environment, like the atmosphere, like the climate around the throne of God. We want the thunder, we want the lightning, we want the voices. Let the angels of God, let God the glory of God be released in this place. Cover the earth with your glory. Cover the earth with your glory as the waters cover the sea. Cover the earth. 
Jacob, that seeker, that seek thy face, O Jacob. And tonight we lift up our heads so that the King of Glory shall come in.
Our God is faithful. The redeeming power of Jesus is working in our favor. Some trust in the created things, but we trust only in our Creator. The redeeming power of Jesus still works. We have been forgiven of all our sins, healed of all our diseases, surrounded by grace and mercy. The redeeming power of Jesus still works. If we follow the instructions written in his word, then we will experience real peace because the redeeming power of Jesus still works. Jesus paid our debt in full, completed his work and said, it is finished. He ascended into heaven then sent the Holy Spirit to live in our hearts. Thank God for the redeeming power of Jesus still works. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Power of Prayer podcast. It's been a stone blast. My prayer for you is that you have experienced the transforming power of God's word, peace, love, and his unspeakable joy today. We believe in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the infallible word of God, the birth, death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, as well as the indwelling of the Holy Spirit through the born again experience. This is what I know for sure. It is our guarantee. We will pray believe and love you as we love God with all our heart mind and soul secondly we will love our community as we love ourselves remember visit our website livingbiblehub.com we have some great things over there and be sure to subscribe like and follow sign up for our monthly newsletter and our weekly prayer call I love to hear from you. Remember, in God, there is no failure. He will do what he said he would do. So if you have never trusted and believed in the Son of Jesus, do it today. Eternal life was given for you. <laughs>